Hey there, welcome to the Cami Pentecost Podcast. Let's talk about leadership, business, life lessons, and everything in between. Well, I am so excited to introduce our guest for today. Her name is Kimberly Jones, which is extremely formal, aka Real Talk Kim. And uh, Real Talk Kim is a mother. She's also a human rights activist, entrepreneur, author, and pastor. That's all the formal stuff. You know, we got to kind of get that out of the way, give her her introduction she's due, but I am so excited because I get to introduce to you today my friend, Real Talk Kim. She's become a mentor of mine, and I had an opportunity to sit on a, on a couch with her at a women's event through our mutual friend, Nicole Crank, and uh, we just became friends, and I guess I should say more importantly, Kim just started investing in me, and I just, I reached out, and I took a gamble, and I said, would you be on my podcast, and she said, I would. I mean, she didn't even hesitate, you guys. She said, absolutely, I would love to, let's get it on the calendar. And it just blew me away. And I will tell you as a woman in business who has mentored a lot of women, but more importantly, looked for a lot of women that are strong, women that can truly mentor and inspire me. There's not a lot of those women out there, but they are out there. And so keep looking. And you guys know, I always say, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. And so I had to ask, Real Talk Kim, will you be a guest on my podcast? She said yes. And so I am so excited today we get to interview Real Talk Kim. Hi, Kim. (laughs) Man, I am so honored to be with you, Cammy. Just honored. I I met you uh, in St. Louis and I knew, you know, when you meet somebody and just feel like you've known them for a minute, I felt like I knew you for a minute. I was like, she's so great. And so I'm thankful for you. Well, you made me feel like I was somebody. I remember thinking to, she didn't even know me and she's treating me like a girlfriend. I mean, but here's the deal, you guys. When, when, when Real Talk Kim is in the room, like you don't even have to see her. You can just feel her presence enter the room before she actually opens her mouth and you're like, Real Talk Kim must be in here. And it's oh, interesting because I have to admit something to you. I actually didn't know. I, you know, Nicole kept telling me about you and I was gonna love you. And I had a bunch of my girlfriends from my company with me that day. And they were like, you are going to love Real Talk Kim. So I was looking forward to hearing you for the first time. And I've been listening to you ever since. Just finished your book, um, Shut Hell Up, which I feel yes. like that's not like a swear word. No, I didn't say shut the hell up. I said shut hell up. <laughs> hey, Cammy, I wanted so bad to call it shut the hell up. And I was with this just because most of the time it's our own voices in our head, you know, that's keeping us stuck. It's keeping us stuck in that divorce. It's keeping us stuck. And so I wanted to, sometimes you just need to hear somebody say, shut the hell up. Stop complaining. Stop, you know. And I was with a Christian publisher at that time. And they said, oh no, that the is going to change everything. (laughs) (laughs) And so they wouldn't let me put the the there. Well, anyway, so if you guys are looking it up, don't look, shut the hell up. Look, shut hell up. And I listen, I put it on Audible and I worked out to it for several weeks, you know, just listening to it in the background. I think I repeated chapters. And I literally, after I listened to it, I went, oh my gosh, I know what we're going to talk about. And I know how you are going to inspire us. And it really is just, you are a big believer in claiming the comeback, you know, like what's that look like and how do we do that? And, and, um, cause I get, we're all facing something right yes. now. Yes. 
have. You know what's so crazy is I was raised in a very strict religion where women really didn't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for so long, I, I, I watched my mom not really have a voice, Cammie, mm-hmm. that I was determined not to become her. And in the process, I went the opposite direction, you know, of just ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. And I think in the process of um, falling so many times, because I literally made the stupidest choices on the planet just to prove, you know, myself that I finally think about, I never was a quitter. Like I knew, Cammie, as long as I had a breath in my body, that God still had a plan for me. And I knew that God, uh, when he created all of us, he created us with supernatural powers, you know, and especially women, you know, we can birth babies and then be down the broccoli aisle the next day buying groceries, you know, we can birth a whole human. And so I think that through all of that, I realized that religion's not going to get you up. Your friends, a lot of times they ride with you as long as there's gas in the car and when gas runs out, where they at, you know? And so I think at about probably 40 years old, I lost everything at 36 and I had to move back in with my mom and daddy. And I was devastated with my two sons and I felt like the biggest failure ever. And I remember I had a moment at about 38 years old, 37 years old, right there at that, around that time. And I was laying in my bed and I was crying and I was like, like, you know, just, just a mess, just, just a victim. And I said, God, I just thought the more I cried, the more he was going to listen. I was like, God, take this pain away from me. And I mean, I had caused the pain, you know, my mouth got me in the trouble that I was in my, my, my hardness, the hardness of my heart. And I remember that for the first time in my life, I heard God in my spirit say, I can't take the pain away from you. You got to get up and walk. And that did something to me, Cammie, because it shifted me at that moment. Let me realize that money is not, money is not going to get you up. You know, that, that addiction that you grab onto and you fall on your face, it's not going to get you up. It is realizing that as long as you've got a pulse, God's got a plan. And it doesn't matter what you did in your past. It doesn't matter if you did everything they said you did, that once you get a grip, Oh no, no devil. You should have actually taken me out when you could have, because I'm coming back out of this thing because people with the worst past create the best futures. If you get powerful, not pitiful. So yeah, girl, I'm the comeback queen. And I believe that every person on this planet has a purpose and a destiny that is so much greater than the failure, than the lost relationship. God never ends in a deficit. He doesn't end in a deficit. He, he knew before we were ever even a thought in our mother's womb that we were going to make these bad decisions. He knew that we were going to settle. He knew. And he said, I've got plans to use all of it. But we're the ones that get stuck on the mistake and not move forward and let God turn our scars into stars, our pain into that pulpit. Oh, you guys, just in case you didn't know, she is a pastor. What is what yeah. the church that you are a pastor at? And is it live stream? Like, I have a feeling you're going to get a few followers uh, after our podcast. Yes. I live stream every Sunday, 10 and 1130 and it's limitless, limitless. And you're everything I do is everything I do is prophetic, Mm -hmm. limitless church, limitless church. Yep. Got it. Okay. So, um, any, any little, I mean, you kind of started to 
unpack your story a little bit. I mean, you've got quite a story. You're a mom of two. Um, anything else you want to tell us about your story before I really dig into? You mentioned something about you were being you were you were taking on the victim role. Oh yeah. And and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But anything else about your story you want to share before we kind of jump into that? Well, you know, I think that so many of us women, especially, you know, we we grow up with this idea in our heads of what we want our lives to look like. We want the white picket fence. You know, it, when we all paint our picture, it's to have the Fabio that fights for us or, you know, the Romeo that would do whatever to get us. And somewhere along the lines of life, especially when you've got destiny and purpose in you, which we all do, but some of us believe it a little bit more than others, okay. you gotta realize that thieves don't rob empty vaults. So the enemy's not after you or your destiny or your marriage or anything else because you're weak. He's after you because he's he hits the areas that he knows you're weakest in, right? He knows that if you have trust issues, if you uh, are trying to prove yourself to the world, if you are about to hit 45 years old and at 45 years old, you swore you were going to own a house, make six figures, and you're nowhere near any of it. So now you're just selling your soul to get to where you thought you would be. And <laughs> I think that some of us get to that place. There's some of us that get to that place where we've been married 18 years, 28 years. Then all of a sudden somebody, your, your, your spouse comes in and says, we won't be rocking on the front porch together because I want a divorce. And you're like, what? You know, all of the little dreams go up into this ball of smoke. And I think that if we're not careful, it'll you'll end up like me, which is never too late to turn around. It's never too late. I didn't preach my first sermon until I was 40 years old. Like I was at Bloomingdale's nine years ago making $13 an hour, okay? So it's never too late. But I think what happens is we get to this place, we're on our dream board. We had this idea. And then we have the social media now that makes us compare our lives. And that's what I did. I compared my life to everybody on social media. It was like literally women that I didn't even follow, influencers that were obsessed with everything that had, they were the same age as me, right? They had finished all these books. They had written all these books. They juiced. They've got their Insta stories look gorgeous. Their, their, their Instagram looks micro, uh, color chromatic. Everything is just perfect. And here I am. Just walking, like I don't know what I'm doing, felt like a hot mess, right? And that's what the enemy does. He makes you get lost in other people's stories and living through other people's highlight reels. And that's what I did. And I hope today that there's somebody watching that maybe you're like, oh my God, I've been doing that. And today you've got the courage to grab your life back and realize that as long as I'm not dead, God ain't done and I'm getting up. I'm getting up today because I spent 40 years of my life looking at my mom, looking at everybody else in my life, thinking, man, everybody's making it but me because I made wrong decisions because I married my daddy, begged me not to marry my baby's daddy. And here I am. I mean, driving, promised me the world. And I still did it. We all make mistakes, but what are you going to do with the mistakes? And so that's, you know what, that's what my story is all about. My story is about hitting rock bottom, finding out who the rock is at the bottom, which is Jesus and watching what he's done in my life in nine years literally nine years I've written books I've my daddy wasn't famous this is all God and that's what he wants to do in your life as well if you'll just surrender so you know I've got I've got a handful of listeners that have had like a big run okay they've had a big run um you know in in our business world 
many of us are what we call an unconscious success all of a sudden out of the door. Some of us would say, well, we're not quite unconscious. We've just been a success. We hit and we hit a ceiling or maybe, you know, we go through divorce, we go through miscarriage, you know, several people walk away from our business and we just start questioning everything. You know, am I a one hit wonder? Um, did I was you know, like, and again, you're right with the comparison thing, because when you're running your race and it's like nothing else matters, but the minute, the minute you start getting distracted or the things aren't going quite the way you want them to, you start looking left, you start looking right. Cause all of a sudden you're not foc focused forward. Right. And it, it just can take you out of the game. And then you start Ooh. to question, who am I? Oh, I was a one hit wonder. Can I do this again? Should I do this again? Uh, there's some people with PTSD because the first climb was a lot of work. I mean, it was a lot of work and they know what it takes. And so, you know, we can very quickly go from a victor mindset to a victim mindset. How do we get back to the victor mindset? You know, I talk to myself, Cammie. There are times that I even walk in my church. Like I travel probably 40, let's see, I had 41 events cancel when we got locked in for COVID. That's a lot. Yeah. I was, I was booked up the biggest events ever. I, I literally walked through, I think a little bit of PTSD, like, Oh my God, you know, you've worked so hard to get to this place. And then the world shuts down and nobody knows what it's going to look like to this day. I, I, all of us pastors are basically real building our churches. Cammy, I will walk in my church and see my church half empty. And I'll be like, I'm never going to pastor again. I'm throwing in the towel. <laughs> I just think my, my days are over. I should have, you know, my, my, I'm a one hit wonder. I think we all do it, Cammie. And the key is, is to realize that we've got to get our thoughts off of that. We got to realize it's algorithms. We got to realize all of the things that are playing into this and we cannot let the enemy win. We cannot let our thoughts win. We cannot think that the greatest of our lives is behind us. We have to realize that the greatest of our life is in front of us because nothing that has left your life is attached to your destiny. And your destiny is greater than what's behind you. Facts. And so it's never too late to get out of your head and realize if you hit it one time, what makes you think you can't hit it again? Like what, 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 the same oil, the same charisma, the same love. I mean, you're just awesome. So why can't you get up and stop allowing your feelings, get out of your feelings and get into some healing and then go begin to do what you know to do. Get on YouTubes, right? Get some people pouring and yelling into you. Yell. Hey, I get people that I look up to. I will let them yell at me. Get up, girl. I yell at myself. You know, get up, Kim. It's <laughs> your best is yet to come. So I think what we got to do is we got to put one foot in front of the other, even if it feels like you're a turtle stuck in peanut butter. Get up and don't let your story be used to be. Don't let nobody ever talk about who you used to be. Get in, get your tail back in the game and realize don't do it either to prove a point. Do it because it's in you. Do it because you did it before you can do it again. The same stuff that you made it with before is in you now, even greater because now you're wiser. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, so, so we get in our feelings. That's just real. I mean, Oof. what, what are some of the, what are some practical ways when you're in your feelings? And I, I got to tell you, I pretty much see your posts every day on Instagram and I'll literally look at one of your posts and go, she's talking to herself today. I hear, yes. I can hear you posting going, I need this today, which means somebody else needs this today. Can be almost all my posts. <laughs> <laughs> I have discovered that that's the Holy Spirit. 
Mm. And, and you've got to realize that when you're walking through something, it's not for you. Mm. You're so. walking through it because because God knows that there's something in you that's a chain breaker that someone else ain't got in them. And so when you're walking through that divorce, you're walking through that bankruptcy, you're walking through that cancer again. Mm. It is because God knew that you had it in you to ace this thing again and your testimony and your will to live and to not die and give the glory to God is what's necessary to get a thousand people back on their feet because they ain't got what you got. Mm, so so every single thing I walk through, I ever, I never talk about anything I ain't walked through. Well, I, when I first started my own business, cause I started in the field. Now I serve from the corporate side of things. But when I first started in the field, like literally every book I'd pick up, every YouTube I would watch, every conference I would go to was really about the skills of the business, selling 101, follow-up 101, like, you know, uh, leadership 101. It was all that kind of stuff. It was very much skill set related. Here I am, 16 years I've been working with this company. And I find today more than ever, it is about the mindset. It's about the belief. It's about the confidence. And the skills, those come. That really is very little to do with success in this business. And keeping yourself <laughs> from being your own worst enemy, from being your own, like, uh, just the person who, you know, you're the voice in your head is often the worst enemy you'll ever have. Ooh. And if you can conquer that day in and day out, the, you know, the rest is history. And so for me, I, somebody said to me all the time, like, well, you already hit that pothole. And I'm like, yeah, but the devil doesn't get creative. He just dresses up a little differently and tries to get you to fall in the same hole, just looks a little different. And so I said, I know more now than ever, he's going to mess with my confidence. He's going to, you know, he's going to make me feel that I am not worthy of this, that I'm not good enough, that I was a one hit wonder. And these are the things that he does to me. He doesn't get any more creative. So I put the things around me, like, tell me some of your morning routine, Kim, that helps you wake up. And when your feet hit the floor, the devil goes, oh crap, she's up again. <laughs> yes, girl, I am very intentional. I mean, I walked through something uh, about almost two years ago that I thought was going to take my breath away. And during that whole transition in my life, I literally every single day for a solid year at nine o'clock, I would get up and I would do a live. And in the midst of me losing a lot, I gained so much. And so I'm very intentional like that. I realize that thieves don't rob empty vaults, that if I'm walking through something, it's for somebody else and I'm not gonna miss the opportunity to kick the devil in the teeth, right? So every morning when I get up, I'll get up probably about six o'clock, seven o'clock. And man, I turn on music in my house. Mm -hmm. I, I literally will get my, I love this book right here. This book right here is incredible. It's called Sparkling Gems by Rick Rayner. And every morning, what it does is it gives me my devotion and it gives me scriptures and it breaks down so much wisdom of everyday living. So I'll read my little, my little sparkling gems. I get up and I'll write. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, every day, I'm like my biggest cheerleader. Like when I wake up and I'm in and I'm struggling, I'm tired. I'm like, man, because I carry a lot. You carry a lot. And, and I would, I know that that day, especially if I wake up even a little bit more tired than normal or a little bit more uh, than normal, I will get up even extra. And I'll be like, cause it's a fact when you start moving and you get excited and you begin to sing and dance around your house, all of a sudden the endorphins and you know, the body yeah. that all of a sudden you just start, ah! 
And then before you know it, you're ready to run through a troop and leap over a wall. And so every single morning, like clockwork, I'm up, I'm in the word, literally, I'm usually sparkling gems is my word for that morning. And I will listen to podcasts. I'll listen to music. And then about nine o'clock, I get up and I go. I do my live prayer every Tuesday and Wednesday at eight. So I get up at six to get ready for that as well. But the mornings are my favorite time. Yeah, mine too. Absolutely. Like it's become a, and, and you know what? The pandemic actually helped me articulate that morning routine yes. better than I've ever done it before. Yes, me and too. It's funny. I went live for over, I think it was about nine months straight. I felt like when the pandemic first started, I felt like the Lord said, you're going live every day. And wow. it was to encourage others. But I remember there would be some mornings I'd wake up and go, how the heck am I going to encourage them when I'm not yes. encouraged yet? You know, like, what am I going to say, Lord? And and sometimes I'd get on and I'd just wait for something to come out and just hope it, it, it was encouraging. Those you know? are the best ones. <laughs> well, I always say motion creates emotion. Like, for me, people always say, well, I don't feel like it. I just, I just don't feel like it. Well, you're never going to feel like it. And so get up, get moving. And then the feelings will follow. Yes. It's, it's really what we say. You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of your words. And, and I believe that more than anything. I believe that's why I hang around with the best. I hang around with people that are doing better than me. You know, I hang around with people that can pour into my life because life and death and the power of your words. And a lot of you listening to us today, literally your life, if you stop and take a inventory of what you're saying, a lot of your life looks like what you're saying. If you hang around with bums, you're going to be a bum. If you hang around with the devil, you ain't changing the devil. He going to change you. Like it's, it's, it's a, the law of draw. And so it's getting in the presence of things, people, places that literally invite that excitement. Make your baby leaps. What I say, get around some people that make your baby. <laughs> Yes. Make my baby leap. I haven't had a baby and I think my baby is 11 right Yeah, now. but you got great purpose, Cami. <laughs> well, purpose baby. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I, I think I've heard that a lot lately. Like what, what, what is God going to use you to deliver? Right? Like what he, I feel like each one of us is in a birthing season, you know? And yes. um, so, okay, I have a question for you. This is totally, I, I gave you a little heads up with some of the questions I was going to be asking you and we can come back to that in a minute, but what's God working on you right now? What's something big he's talking to you about right now? Man, he's talking to me about growth. You know, I guess that, that with me, Cammie, I was doing, I've done more than anybody else in my family. Mm. I was in learning disability and did not have real good uh, uh, confidence. And at about 40, 45-ish, something's happened. And man, I believe in everything all the way down to my toes in, in me. And God's really been pressing me to go outside my comfort zone. Mm. And, and that's been hard for me because, you know, I did Preachers of Atlanta on oxygen and that was a little uh, funky situation. You know, it turned out to be a great situation, but I really believe that God is expanding me and it's causing me to have to even get more confident. And it's causing mm. me to have to deal with some stuff, you know, like I think one of our biggest, uh, all of the world, uh, I think one of our biggest, um, man, areas that the enemy fights us in is what people think about us. Mm. And God's really been dealing a lot with, I talk about people a lot, being free from your past and free from people. And uh, that's what he's working on me with, dude, just growing, like growing in the word, growing in my, in, in my smarts. 
I'm reading a lot. I've never read a lot because I was learning disability. I used that, you know, oh, I can't remember nothing. I didn't get my hooked on phonics. And now I'm 49 years old. I just turned 49 years old and I can see a lot of greatness. I'm just getting started. And so God's really been working on, will you trust me even greater? Mm, and I'm thinking, well, I could retire now. And I, 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 look, I'm set. And God's like, oh, no, you can't. You know, you can't. I need you to stretch a little bit more. I need you to, to get another location downtown. I need you to. And so he's, he's stretching my faith. And the faith is not connected to the money. The faith's connected to my confidence. Mm, that's Just good. to that's get good. out and do it. And so he's really stretching me with that. And he's bringing great friends like you in my life that are doing great things. And I get to rub up, just, just rub up against you. Oh, listen, girl, I'm going to be hanging on your coattails. So you just get ready. You get ready. I hope you're doing some leg squats because you're going to be pulling me right along with you. I got you. <laughs> I, I, you know, so here's the deal. Like, I feel like also pressure. Let's talk about pressure for a minute. Yeah. I don't, I just felt like the Holy Spirit just gave me that word, like, in, in pursuing your purpose in, um, you know, even in birthing season, I would just say that True. in general is you just said, if you have breath in your body, God still has a plan, yes. but what about the pressure? What do you do with the pressure? And I mean, it is just like, it, it pulls you so thin, makes you feel really stressed. And you just got a lot of things you got to get done. A lot of people who are, are looking up to and expecting things from you. How do you handle the pressure? <laughs> Girl, listen to me. I do it. I just move in the pressure. You know, like, like I've, I've even noticed that, that through this growing and the pressure, the pressure of dealing with staff, because the bigger you go, the more staff you have, yeah. the more personalities you have to deal with. And I'll, I'll feel that pressure. I feel like it's sitting, but I've gotten real good, Cammie, about realizing that I only focus on what I can deal with. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's out of my control, I will stop and give myself a timeout. Literally, I will walk, I will drive to Starbucks and sit in the parking lot and have a talk with myself. Kim, did you handle that the way that you think you should have handled that? Yes. Then stop worrying about it. And, and having those conversations with yourself, you're capable, you're wise. When you feel the weight, God is not a God of chaos and confusion. So when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling panic attacks, whatever is connected to that thought that is triggering that in your head is not of God. Okay. So you uh, have to stop. What? No, no, keep going. Keep going. So you have to stop. You have to stop and you have to tell yourself, now I know that this is the path that I'm supposed to be on, but this pressure is overwhelming me. But why is it overwhelming me? Because I've allowed a door of fear to open to make me start panicking and feel the weight. Because I am proof that you can climb. You can take big leaps. You can do a lot in nine years and a lot of pressure can be on you and you still can crush it if you learn to stay out of your head mm. and well, realize and chaos. Focus on what you can control. I love that. You just said, focus you on can. what you know what? I went to the hospital one time, Cammie. I remember about four years ago, I had just come off the road. I'd been at a conference, laid hands on people. A woman with MS got healed and I come home and literally all of a sudden this, my arm starts going tingly. 
Of course, I do exactly what I tell people not to do. I Googled it. What is going on? They said, get to the hospital. You are about to die. I'm like, you're, they said, you're having a stroke. If you are this age, Dr. Google had me dying in five minutes. I rushed to the emergency room. You hear me? I am pull your big girl panties up and conquer this thing. And here I am doing everything that I preach against. I go to the hospital and I fall over the front desk. And she says, ma'am, what is, I'm, I'm dying at this point. I can't even breathe. I'm like, <gasps> I'm literally dying. She's asking me what my name is. I'm like, dead, dead. She goes, what's so scared of her so we can bill you? I said, dead. I proceed to fall over the counter. Like, I'm just dead. I'm dying. <laughs> my body was so heavy. I laid over the counter like I was dead. I hear the Lord speak to me. He said, what are you doing? I saw her feet wasn't moving. She was just standing there like this, looking at me. I'm laying over the front counter at Piedmont Fed. And I hear the Lord saying to me, what are you doing? I'm like, Elizabeth, I'm coming home. <laughs> I hear God say to me, he's like, girl, you ain't coming home, but you about to be out $10,000 when you walk behind them emergency doors to find out you couldn't renew your mind. I remember at that moment, oh. I come up off that counter because all I heard was $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> that lady, I'll never forget her. The nurse looked at me and she said, if this ever happens to you again, she said, think about yourself on a beach. Think about yourself in sand, your toes in the sand. She said, because the problem is, and I preach this, but it took this visual. She said, the problem is, is that you've gotten stuck on a thought or a crisis or a one hit wonder moment or a big event that you said you're going to do, and now you're scared because the ticket sales ain't there. You've gotten caught in the fear, and fear is false evidence appearing real. So the minute you take your thoughts off of that, it makes your blood pressure go down. It makes your, girl, I ain't never had another panic attack in my life. I ain't <laughs> never, because I realized that God is not a God of chaos and confusion. Y'all, if we die, we ain't going to know we did anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to be in that ER that day when you came in there falling over. <laughs> hey, listen, I ain't never had another one again, but that taught me something that, that, that we have control. Renew your mind. That means whatever it is that's scaring you, it's not of God. God says in Ephesians 3.20 that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. That means we can't even pray. We can't even put it on our vision board. We can plan and we can move, but what he's going to do is so much greater with your yes than what you even think. Mm, that's so good. So yeah. you posted this the other day. I'm sure you remember. I got a lot of camera things going here. Okay. It, it says Joseph waited 13 years. Abraham waited 25 years. Moses waited 40 years. Jesus waited 30 years. If God is making you wait, you're in good company. And I wrote this question before I saw this post. I said, what about the people who are working hard for change? They're getting up every day. They're, they're um, you know, being super intentional with their time. They're handling the pressure. They're taking all the right steps, but they're just not where they want to be yet. And they can't figure out what's holding them back or, or why they're not where they want to be. They're looking for all the things, right? So what's your best advice for that person to just keep going? Man, girl, I remember uh, at 40, you know, I'm, I'm still not where I want to be. I'm thinking, dear Lord, I'm going to end up in cosmetics, 
you know, for the rest of my life, I'm going to retire being a makeup lady. And that was so horrifying to me, you know, because I was thinking, I don't want to be struggling. I don't want to have to use social security. And um, so what I did was I began to allow myself to understand that no matter what age I'm at, I just keep showing up. And I keep showing up. And this is for somebody out there today that literally feels like everybody in this world is doing so much greater than me. And I am working so hard. I'm doing the same thing they're doing. I am investing. My heart's right. I'm ready. Every single day of my life when I wake up, I say to God, God, don't let me miss my assignment today being caught up in fear that I'm behind. Don't let me miss my assignment. I pray specifics every day. God, open the doors that I need to walk in. Don't let me sabotage because I think a lot of times we sabotage our futures by looking at everybody around us. And then before long, we don't even realize it, but we're letting off this energy of negativity that we can't be all God's created us to be because we think we're behind because maybe you've invested in that business a long time. Maybe you do all of your cold calls. Maybe you're doing everything that you know to do and you still haven't gotten this break. Today, I want to encourage you to go, keep going, get up, get your fire back, refire ever how many times you have to keep going. And one day, I promise you, one day when I kept showing up, when I kept doing the videos and I didn't feel like it, when I kept doing it, I kept going. I would put out stuff on social media to encourage other people. I kept doing it. Those who are faithful in the little, God's going to reward you. And in one day, I had a video, y'all, that went viral. It wasn't even that good. And it went viral. That's what happens when you keep showing up. Mm. At 40 years old, I had a video that went viral. And with that one moment, I didn't even feel like doing that video. I felt like I was struggling. I was barely making my bills. My car was overheating on the side of the road every day. And I was carrying all of this stuff to put in it to help my antifreeze, you know, fix the car. I didn't feel like doing it, but I knew that I didn't want to die as a makeup girl. And so I got up, you know, it's one thing if I'm a makeup girl for RTK Cosmetics, because that's mine, I own it, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I didn't want to be struggling because I didn't believe in myself enough to keep going after I lost everything. I didn't want to walk through life saying I can't buy cheese with my credit. I wanted to get up and I wanted my boys to see their mama come back. And I wanted them to see that I came back soft hearted. I came back and made a difference. And when I die, they're still going to know who Kim is. You understand? So you got to get up today and you got to realize that same fire that got you moving before is still there. You just got to refire. You got you to gotta talk to yourself. You got to go to Publix and buy yourself a cake every time you do something good. You got to clap for yourself. You got to stop looking at the likes and the retweets. And you got to stop looking at all the insights. And you got to start doing it again from the heart. We get lost. We lose the heart. And the heart is what makes the difference. Find your heart passion again. And it's time to refire. That's what you got to do. Nobody can do it for you. And your legs start feeling like it's a turtle stuck in peanut butter. The more weight gets on you, the more hell you walk through and the enemy knows. So he turns up the fire. He hits you where it hurts. He makes you feel embarrassed. He makes you feel ashamed. Then you start getting afraid of another. No, I can't take another. No. So I'm just not going to do it at all. Do it. One person may say yes. That changes your life. 
that's right. You can't let yourself get lost in the nose. Refire and find your heart again. Mm. It's time to find your heart again. Get back to that thing that makes you want to get up in the morning. That's good. Somebody said to me the other day. Somebody said to me the other day, Joyce Meyer's career didn't even start till she was what was it? She even was. I don't want to say this wrong. Was she in her 60s? Is that right? Yes. Like things really took off her? Because I'm often that person that's like, yep, my time has come. My time has passed. We all are, Cammie. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. You're just getting started. Oh, I know it now. But I'll tell you what, when I was going through the worst part of my divorce and then just trying to get up and get out of bed the next day, you know, I that was one of the biggest lies the enemy got me with, for sure. But I think my biggest aha today is, you know, there's gotta be a lot of people listening right now that are like, but I need this, but I need that, but I need this, but I need that. And the thing is, well, go be what you need. Cause if you need it, someone else needs it too. So stop sitting around waiting for someone to be the person that gives you what you need and just go out and be what you need. Because I promise you there's other people out there that need exactly what it is oh. that you feel is missing. And hey, I read a- yeah, go ahead. I hear every day, you must be in my house. You must be a fly on my wall. No, it's because we're all going through it. <laughs> I read a book one time that said, when you do what the world needs, it will pay you for it, period. Ooh. And so what are you missing? And start being that. And what I love about what I get to do is I, you know, I sell weight loss products. I sell health products. I sell beauty products. But I really, I get to encourage, equip, and empower people oh, yes. to be the best version of themselves that yes. they could possibly be. And, and so... You know, every single one of us, I, you guys, I wrote down so many quotes. I'm sure you guys did, did too. I can't wait for you to like throw a quote up on, on uh, Instagram tag, real talk, Kim, tell her how she blessed you today. Cause I know that this um, conversation is going to bless you. But a few of my takeaways, uh, if you've got breath in your body, God has a plan for you still. You got a, if you got a pulse, God has a plan. I mean, I just, yeah. I feel like that is such a word as each one of us decides and claims we're making a comeback. And some of you are like, comeback? I haven't even, I haven't even done anything. But you know what? Claim it. You're making a comeback. You're going to go out and get after yours. And you, there is a plan for your life. And don't let your feelings tell you otherwise. Yeah. And uh, gosh, Kim, I'm here's just going to you one, talking. I'm so fired up. <laughs> Kim, here's another one. It's a season, not a sentence. Ooh. What you're going through is a season. It's not a sentence. It's a moment in time, not a monument. But we get stuck. We allow a season in our lives, the divorce, the bankruptcy, the sickness. We allow a season, a bad season in our life to find our whole lifetime when that was just free life college. You got more education out of that broken place that now every time you open your mouth, see passion comes through brokenness. That passion, you can't pay, you can't go to a seminary and get that. And we all want to be a diamond, but none of us want to go through the cutting process to be priceless. And what you're going through is making you priceless. It's good. Yeah. I, I wish I would have scheduled this sooner. I felt like I needed this talk from you today. Yeah, I needed you. Yeah. But God's timing's perfect. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to like end our time together. I would love to hear your side of this story. Oh my gosh. I was so mortified. Um, Nicole had asked me to come on and do this conversation on the couch 
with, with you and Nona Jones and her. And I was so excited. I had a group of about 20, 30 of my people that were in the St. Louis area that showed up that day too. And they were so excited because that, that I was going to be on that couch. And we're walking down to be on that couch with you. And the woman puts her arm out and she goes, excuse me, you're not a part of that couch. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of looked at my assistant and I was like, what happened? Like, you know, how do, how do we confuse this? And she's like, I don't know. And so we're going back and forth, but the lady was doing her job. You know what I mean? I'm sure some people would try to walk up on that stage and be on the couch with you. And I just remember feeling like oh, yeah. crushed, right? I mean, I told all the people we're gonna be up there. So I'm just sitting and all of a sudden, Nicole recognizes me sitting in the audience. And, and I don't expect her to remember while she's up there, wait, somebody's missing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm sitting there just feeling this small, right? I know. And then it, it gets better. All of a sudden her assistant walks down and she says, Nicole wants you to come on stage. And I'm like, uh, no. My pride and my ego was like, uh, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not just gonna walk. So you were gonna let a whole Rena usher. Let's say you were gonna let a rent a usher that did no more know. <laughs> Listen, but here's what I did. I went, you know what? I am not gonna let that steal my moment. In no. My and so I just came up and I just pushed you over to this side and I put Nona to the other side and you guys just let me. Do you remember that? You know what? That was so embarrassing for me. Let <laughs> me tell you where I came from with that. I thought like like I got you. Like when I was at that conference, you're bubbly, you're fun, you're, you're, me and you have that same kind of like energy. So I thought, look at Cammie. Cammie got all caught up, all her friends, and didn't even know we were supposed to be up here. <laughs> that that's me. Here. <laughs> I live that way. I'm always not at the place I was supposed to be because I'm busy living. So I thought you were busy living. I never knew that happened. Well, that's just the flip of the script though, right? Like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm mortified. I don't want to feel like the, like a afterthought, right? I was like, no, I was a wow. part of the plan. And I thought you yeah. were the whole star. I didn't know who you were. I thought, well, she, she, uh, she, I'm glad she's sitting by me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. Well, I absolutely just thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. I'm just curious, how much time do you give yourself or what kind of happens? Is it kind of like a Holy Ghost moment where you get a sermon for Sunday? I mean, if you only take about five Sundays off a year, are you, are, are you ever on a Saturday night going, Lord, what are we going to say tomorrow morning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, girl. And hey, five Sundays off a year, those five Sundays, I'm preaching somewhere else. Oh goodness. I preach yeah. almost every Sunday. Do you take a Sabbath? Are you big on a yeah, Sabbath? I do. I take a, I take about a week, a year to go somewhere, but I travel a lot during the week with my Mimi. Okay. So yeah. we, we go, we shop a lot. Uh, mom, me and mama hit the road. We go to the beach. I live now. I live, I live. <laughs> well, I thank you again for doing this with me today. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all the ahas. I'm just excited that my team gets to meet you. For those that don't know you, that they're going to be following you now, learning from you, allowing your prophetic words every day that pop up in my feed to be a part of their feed now again. And uh, I take very seriously the people that trust me with my, you know, the influence that we yeah. have. I take very seriously who we allow to be connected to 
to the group in which we've been entrusted to. So I just appreciate you so much. God bless you. you. Can I pray with you for a minute? I would love that. Oh, I just feel like, and, and all my friends are here with us, even though they're not here yet. They're going to be here with us by the time they're hearing this. So yeah, let's just do that. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Pastor Kim, Real Talk Kim. And I thank you so much for the real talk that we've had today. I just, I asked just a double blessing, not just on her life personally, but on her health. Yes. on her church, the people that she shepherds, Lord. I pray for the people that wake up every morning like me and look at their Instagram feed yes. and they're encouraged by the words that she shares. I pray, Lord, that you you take the pain and some of the, the challenges that she has and you continue to allow her to be a vessel, Lord, to encourage and share with the people that follow her. Lord, just just words that you're saying to them, really, that their daddy, if they would jump in their time with you, that you would say and speak right to their heart, Lord. And I pray that every time she posts that people are drawn to you, her yes. heavenly father, the, the man that just encourages her. And so, Lord, as she just decides the next steps, we can make plans, but you determine our steps, Lord, as you continue to divinely instruct her next steps, Lord, I pray you'll just give her the kind of wisdom that do we open that next campus and bam, you just give a facility right away. There is no question. I love Lord when you can't stop what God's doing. I know there's a lot of time that there's resistance and then it brings confusion because we start to question, but I pray God right now in this season for him and the limitless church Lord, that there would be no question because you can't stop what God is doing. And so Bless the time she's spending with her Mimi during the week where they're shopping and making memories. I pray for her sons and just the relationship continues to strengthen as they look up to their mom, but as they go out and do their own things and build on her shoulders, Lord, um, because of the example that she set. And uh, Lord, we just thank you so much for this time today. I pray that every word that goes out from this uh, podcast, Lord, just, it does not return void. Um, what, what has been stolen, I repay, I, I pray is repaid tenfold for those that are listening right here, right now, they'd be encouraged because it is time to claim their comeback. And for those that are like, I, it's not about a comeback. It's just getting out there. And I say, Lord, I pray they claim it's their time. Yes, because yes. As, uh, Kim has said over and over, if you've got a pulse, God has a plan. And I pray they'd walk in that plan and purpose for their life, Lord Jesus. Thank you uh, for this time that you set apart for us today. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Cammie. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And you, I just, you guys, literally, I sent her a message on Instagram and she responds like that's, I know that isn't everybody, but that, that's just, that's the kind of real lady you got here. So Kim, thank you. Be blessed and have a good afternoon. I hope your puppy behaves. (laughs) He's being real good locked up. So he knows he's in trouble now. (laughs) I love you, Cammie. I'm so thankful for you in my life. Thanks. Thank you, Kim. I know you enjoyed today's podcast as much as I did. Whether you are a newbie or a longtime listener, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I'm Cami Pentecost.